Welcome back to a Dead Letter Podcast, where we delve into the mysterious and unexplained phenomena that have fascinated humans for centuries. In today's episode, we will explore some of the most intriguing and spine-tingling aspects of the paranormal world. From ancient folklore to modern-day sightings, these phenomena have captured the imaginations of people across the globe and continue to spark curiosity and wonder in those who seek to understand the mysteries of the universe. So sit back, relax, and join us as we embark on a journey into the unknown, exploring some of the most fascinating and eerie aspects of the paranormal world. Welcome back, guys. Uh, just real quick, you know, if you have a paranormal story you would like to share, I'd like to hear from you. You can reach out to me through the Instagram page, A underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. Uh, and then, you know, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. So and uh, let's begin. So I'm just dropping here a little teaser. Um, I think a couple of days ago, I probably was like last weekend, um, I overheard my, my grandma stating to my mom that she had seen her at night, but she appeared to her as horns or something. So if anybody knows the backstory, obviously this, this triggered like a big conversation between them, but it was pretty funny. But it kind of just goes back to kind of what I've been saying for a while. Um, that there's something most definitely in my house that either knows how to push people's buttons or the correct people's buttons. And it probably appears to you whatever you you fear the most, maybe, or just something scary, you know. Uh, but it's you know, like I, I said, I've we have some kind of shadow hood fit hooded figure at the home, you know. Um, so I think right now it's, it's kind of just probably praying, praying on my grandma, just like fucking with her or something. But yeah, she stated she saw like what something that resembled my mom, but with horns. And I was like, oh shit, huh? Maybe we need to up the medicine on her or something. Get stronger melatonin. So this personal encounter called Camping with My Brother. This one happened to one of my buddies who I met while working at Papa John's. He writes in and his encounter starts like this. Before I met my wife and had my kids, I used to get lost on the weekends. That would mean I would either drive for hours or camp out for days. On this particular weekend, I had the urge to camp out for the weekend. I called my brother and he tagged along. We got the van ready and headed out to Joshua Tree National Park. We arrived at just as the sun was beginning to set. We began to set up camp and attempt to make a fire on those makeshift grills they have. We cooked some meat and started drinking late into the night. Eventually, sleep came, and we started to doze off. My brother settled into his tent, and I slept in mine. After what seemed like a couple hours, I was startled awake by what sounded like someone running on top of the van. Thinking it might have been a small animal or a coyote, I get out of my tent to try and scare it away. I check the van and the site and don't find anything. I head back to my tent and I begin to hear someone walking outside. I call out to my brother thinking it was him, but I get no response. I check the area again and I'm startled but also relieved to see my brother coming out of his tent. I asked him if he's hearing these things too and he says yes, but at first he thought it was me playing a prank on him. He said just before he got up, he felt a hand run their fingers through his hair and give him a little tug. He said that caused him to jump up mad, thinking I had crossed the line. But when he got out of his tent and saw me at the other side, he was scared. To this day, I can't explain what happened. I can't explain what caused all that noise or what pulled my brother's hair. Camping stories. So it looks like I'm waiting for more alien or cryptid encounters. If you got them, send them. This, I mean, I can't really... I mean, I could probably speculate of what it was. It could have been like maybe like a mischievous spirit desert or maybe like um, Joshua tree. Joshua tree. Is, is that like fucking desert or is that like actual trees? 
It could have been like one of the spirits of the desert lands or something just fucking with them. They probably did something to piss it off. Because um, I think a lot of times when I hear when you enter certain areas or when you go into these woods, it's they always say to ask for permissions and or maybe given offerings and the and you know the guardian spirits that will leave you alone. Uh, but they they definitely they were definitely visited by something. And this is another one. This is a personal story from Eric the Night Stalker. No, that's one. I think it's Eric and the Night Visitor. This one was sent in by Eric the Red. I think that's a song, but I don't know. I'm just adding nicknames to people. His encounter goes like this. A couple of years ago, I had moved into this nice studio in East L.A. I came home exhausted one night from work. During this time, I was working two jobs so I could buy a car. On this night, I was just tired. I was beat. It was a busy day. I barely had enough energy to shower. I laid my head on my pillow and immediately knocked out. I was woken up by a low conversation. When I looked across the room, I saw myself. I saw myself having a conversation with a tall figure who was all black, who had no discernible features but had glowing eyes. I couldn't make out exactly what was being discussed, but eventually this thing noticed me lying in bed. It turned to face me. It grinned, revealing long shark teeth. It lunged at me, and that's when I woke up. As I woke up, I popped up out of my bed. As I did that, I heard something loud run and slam into my door. I checked my front door and it was open. I don't know what I saw in my dream, but it probably wasn't a dream. I guess just like that, I'm in the night. This is probably the creepiest story I got. No, it's funny, but yeah, this was a this is a wild one. I I don't know. I I I probably don't know what the fuck I would have done if uh, that happened. Um, I know something similar to that happened at my house way when we barely got it. Um, but no, I think this is definitely scarier. But um, just to tie it in. Uh, I remember a while back when my niece was born, um, I, I think my sister was telling me like she had propped her up on the bed and she was just like, I guess playing with something in the bed or something like she was being entertained by somebody um, and she didn't pay, pay too much attention to it. So I guess my niece started crying. So when that happened, I guess she cursed it out. She's like, oh, I don't know what the fuck you are. We get out of here. Stop looking at my kid. You know, she said that she said she just heard a loud bang at the front door because her front door was a metal door. Like if something ran into it with a force and just like propped it, you know, but she said it was loud. Like she just cursed it out. But that's kind of like what this, this encounter reminds me of. This next one comes in from Ruby La Locochona. No, I'm just playing. I don't know. This one was sent in by Ruby. Ruby writes in, in my home country, I ran a successful business, which allowed me to buy a large home. This home was large. It had three floors, a rooftop area and a large back plot. The only downside was that the town's witch lived next to me. All was fine until my first son was born. I started hearing footsteps in the floors above when I was alone in the house. I would hear the doors open and slam on occasions. I would place my keys in one place and they would appear in another. I had a large mirror at the entrance that ran across the hall from the rooms in the first floor. I had visitors who were sitting in the living room that would look at the mirror and started telling me they would see a shadow that would be seen in the mirror but wouldn't be seen in the hall. One night, after I had put my son to sleep, I heard my name being called. I followed the voice to the living room. I looked all over and found no one. As I was heading back upstairs to my bed, I heard my name being called from behind. I turned around as fast as I could, and I saw no one. Just then, I found myself looking at myself in the mirror, and I could see a black mass a few feet behind me. I ran up to my son's room and began praying. The activity persisted until the witch next door passed away and they built the church where her house once stood. 
Once they did that, nothing paranormal happened again. Damn, and they say witches aren't real, huh? Sometimes, you know, they just, they get tired of the same old house and just jump over, you know? It's like, oh, there's no, let's, let's check this one out. And bam, now you got something. All right, this one comes, this one's from me. It's my personal story. I probably should have put that it was mine. I fucking forgot. Um, so, so this one, this one is by, um, this one's called Pulled by Something. This one happened from, uh, happened to my godfather. He's the one who told me this. Uh, this happened to him when he was younger. He used to work at a factory in his home country, which is Mexico. Every night, the manager had one employee stay and close the building with him. The day came when it was his turn. Closing the factory consisted of locking the offices and turning off the lights. He said, uh, I reached, well, he said he reached the last floor and only had one more office to check. As he turned the lights off to the last office, he said he felt the hand on his shoulder pull him hard back into the office. I guess it pulled him so hard it startled him that he just quickly reached for the lights. And uh, once it turned on, he was looking around to see who was there, hoping to see the other manager, but he found nobody. So he ran out and he confronted the manager and he told him what happened. And the manager told him, like, yeah, well, this is the reason why I have one of you guys stay with me. I'm like, you know, you think I want to go through this shit alone? All right, and this one happened to uh, Mushik. I'm butchering his name again, but it was a dude that, that put in, like, those five stories. His goes like this. I had just arrived home from work. I was home alone as my wife and daughter were out getting food. I decided to spark a blunt up to relax. A few minutes into this, that I began to feel like I wasn't alone, like someone or something was watching me. So I began to look around my house, and I was panning my kitchen. And when I got to the sink, the bottom drawer just opened by itself. I don't scare easily, but this definitely scared me. I kept trying to calm myself down by trying to explain it by any rational means, but I couldn't. It literally marked me. I think at that point, I got up, and I let my dog in to keep me company. Coming up now, we have possible doppelganger encounters. So let me put that little description real quick. Doppelgangers are a concept deeply rooted in folklore and mythology. The term doppelganger originates from the German language, where doppel means double or twin, and ganger means walker or goer. In essence, a doppelganger is a lookalike or a double of a person, often portrayed as an uncanny or supernatural duplicate. Here are some key details about doppelgangers. 1. Appearance. Doppelgangers are believed to closely resemble the person they mimic. They may share similar physical features such as face, hair, and body structure. In some cases, they are indistinguishable from the original person. Folklore and mythology. The concept of doppelgangers has a long history in various cultures around the world. In the mythology and folklore, they are often associated with omens, portents, or signs of impending doom. Encountering one's own doppelganger was seen as a bad omen, suggesting illness, death, or misfortune. Paranormal and Supernatural Associations Doppelgangers are frequently associated with the supernatural, with many accounts describing them as appearing mysteriously or disappearing suddenly. Some legends suggest that the doppelgangers have the ability to shapeshift or possess other supernatural powers. Psychological Interpretations in the psychological, the term doppelganger is sometimes used to describe the phenomenon of perceiving one's own double or alter ego. This can occur as a hallucination or a symptom of mental health condition such as schizophrenia. From a psychological perspective, the doppelganger represents a manifestation of the unconscious or an aspect of one's personality projected outward. And lastly, literally in cultural references, doppelgangers have made their way into various forms of literature, art, and popular culture. They often serve as the motive in works of fiction, exploring themes of identity, duality, and the darker aspects of human nature. This one comes in from Nelson. 
A couple of years ago, my cousin told me a story that creeps me out to this day. Before my cousin had left the college, he said he was in his room cleaning, cleaning it up. He began to talk to his mother, who was about 7 or 10 feet away in her room. They had a full-on conversation for about 30 minutes until his mother stopped responding. He went to go check to see why she had just started ignoring him and found that there was no one in the room. He called his mother, who answered, and told him that she had left to go to her sister's house. She had been there all morning, so he got his stuff and headed the fuck out. So imagine that. You know, I, I think I probably had that. And um, I, I don't know. Um, I, it could be a doppelganger. It could be... Um, I know it's probably like another term for it, but I forgot. But I think the way they explain it or the other scientific explanation is um, auditory hallucinations. But I know for sure there's been times when I know I've been alone and I've heard either my dad or my mom call my name. And you go out and you check and there's nobody there. Like, But you know you heard it. You know you, know you damn well you heard it. But I, I that's, that's one I feel like they, they should probably look into. But it could be that this could probably be it. It's a doppelganger or a mimic. It's one of those two things, you know. Um, that's probably out here plaguing people. But I could definitely relate that. Like, I, I probably would have got the fuck out too. Like, how the fuck are you having a full-blown conversation and, like, there's nobody there? So this next one comes from Hans. Hey, this is Hans from Frankfurt. And this is my encounter. My dad told me a strange story that happened to him when he was a little kid. His family had this big house on the western side of Germany. He said that one day he was upstairs finishing up his chores when he heard the familiar sound of his dad's car pulling into the driveway. He said he heard the car doors open and shut, the front door open and closed shut, even little chatter between his father and mother. So he ran out of his room to greet them, but as he stopped at the top of the stairs, he saw no one at the bottom. He ran outside, checking to see if they might have gone to the back of the house. He saw no one. He even looked around close to the bar, the barn to see if his dad's car was there. Nobody was there. He ran back inside the house, thinking they probably were hiding in the living room. And he saw no one. Shortly after they arrived home, he was puzzled as he never found a logical explanation to what he had experienced. The only thing that comes to mind, he said, was doppelgangers. So, yeah, I think I think this one, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, how, how I mean, it's just crazy. Why? Like, if you're in your room, you hear a car pull up, you hear, you know, your parents pull up, you hear them chattering, you go down to the foot of the stairs to try to greet him and you see nobody you know you look out and you, you don't see their car you run through the house and there's nobody there like how do you explain that like how, how do you explain that you know could it be auditory hallucinations or just regular hallucinations i don't know i'm not here to disprove it i'm just here to try to maybe give you maybe some answers on how to better explain it so the next one comes in from marnica She's like when i was younger i had an imaginary friend when i was younger i had an imaginary friend it didn't matter what we, were pl- what we were playing. It could be hide-and-seek or just with dolls, but I would always be with her. My mom didn't believe my friend was real until one day when my mom had brought me a new friend. The new friends were the neighbor's kids. My mom thought it would be good to have real friends this time. Uh, I wasn't ready for the new kids, and I had a feeling my imaginary friend would not approve. During their visit, while we were playing in the living room, we started to hear heavy footsteps from the rooms upstairs. They got spooked and decided to play outside instead. We were playing tag when one of the kids stops and looked up at the window. He asked, who's the other kid upstairs? I tell him that's my imaginary friend. They ask if she can come out and, and play, and I tell him no, she doesn't want to. They dismissed it, and we continue to play. The next day, the kid's mom comes over and asks my mom if I had a sister, and my mom begins to look confused, and she says no. My mom asks why, and the lady says because her kid talked about another child that was looking at him from the upstairs. 
So after the lady leaves, my mom looks over to me and tells me not to be scaring the kids with my imaginary friends. I told her I didn't. They just saw her while we were playing outside. Later that night, once we all had gone to bed, my mom told me she was awoken by footsteps in her room. At first, she thought it was me running around in her room, so she told me to go to sleep. Suddenly, the footsteps stopped, and she feels someone sit at the edge of her bed. She woke up ready to take me to my room, but when she saw that the little girl at the end wasn't me, she freaked out. She reached for the lights, but she was gone. That morning, my mom finally believed me. My mom started going through the rooms and telling my imaginary friend to leave that she's no longer welcome here. And that's how it kind of goes. I kind of hope she, well, I kind of was hoping she would give us a follow-up. Probably see if I could reach out to her and see if either that helped out or not. You know, because a lot of people tend to either start using, like, sage or start cursing them out to kick them out, you know. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, it's good to see. Um, trying to see if we can find a conclusion to that. This one comes in from Anita, and it goes, Hi, Immortal. I have a ghost story for you. Where I grew up, we had a spirit of a little girl. Everyone in the household had seen the ghost of this little girl. At night, she used to skip through the hallways. There were times where the little girl would just be in the room with us. The way we knew is we had cats. Our cats would randomly start to hiss at something in the empty room. They would also refuse to go upstairs whenever we heard her skipping the halls. One day, my mom decided to remodel the kitchen. We found remains in the house. They were small remains, too small to be human. We ended up burying the bones outside the house. After that, we never saw the little girl ghost again. Was she attached to those bones? I don't know. Those could have been her bones too, you know? But I'm not, what, a forensic, so I can't tell you shit. But that's creepy. I have another personal story. It's coming El Cuervo, my grandma's house. This one goes, hi, immortal. This is my encounter. My grandma's house in Mexico is haunted. My grandma owns old Hacienda-style house that is very beautiful. It has a large tree in the center of the courtyard. When I was younger, my mother would take us to visit her. My grandmother was a nice lady. She would make Mexican hot chocolate for us, and we would love it. She did warn us about two things in her house. The first one was that if we saw an older woman walking the house, to ignore her. As long as we didn't bother her, she didn't bother us. The second thing is that the window should remain closed. On our third night of staying there, I woke up at night to use the restroom. The restroom was located on the other side of the house. As I was walking towards the restroom, I noticed a woman by the tree in the courtyard. She looked old, so I thought it was my grandmother. So I called to her and received no response. So I didn't think much of it. I ignored it and kept going to the restroom. I entered the restroom, and as soon as I sat down, someone began to knock on the door. I told them the bathroom was busy, and they didn't stop knocking. So I opened the door to tell them to wait, but when I opened the door, no one was there. On the fifth night of staying at my grandma's house, I was awakened by the sound of horses. My grandma doesn't own horses, so this was strange. I started looking around to see if my brother heard it too, and he did. He was wide awake, looking at the window. The window had flown open, and staring at us was what we now know as un charro. He had yellow glowing eyes, and I froze. I couldn't move. Eventually, my brother snapped me out of it, and we ran out the room. In the morning, we told our mom and grandma what had happened to us. She told us not to be scared, and she believed the two entities that haunt her home are the original owners of the house. But yeah, man, that first story, the camping story, I'm like, that's kind of why I don't go camping, because it's either if it's not a fucking spirit, it's a fucking bear. And either way, if you encounter that's bad news. And then doppelgangers, I mean, they're pretty cool, right? That, who doesn't want to see their twin to see how you live out, you know? 
like um that whole theory of like let's say if you consider yourself the good one let's see how the bad one is like let's see what they're doing like imagine your twin is out there doing better than you like you got the short and the stick that'd be fucking rude um but i think the one that stood out the most is probably this one with the hacienda you know like because you have maybe two classic stories right there or encounters in the sense like you have like a you know the old lady uh which probably traditionally is probably the owner and then the charro again which could have been the owner or maybe the lord of the lands you know how there's like a lot of things tied to make it either been like an evil spirit or uh, it could have been a nice spirit because you know how there's other tales associated with them where um, if you see one, there's a good chance there's probably like a treasure um, buried on that property. And usually when you see them, they're either guarding it or they're trying to tell you something. Because um, I know there's like a lot of stories in Mexico where um, the ladies are like, oh, yeah, we had this one house that was like 15 feet away from the from the property. I don't know, 15 feet away from the house, but it's still on the property. And then. You know, they would always see the specter of a, of a horseman riding that shit. And, you know, the legends used to say when you see him, he's usually guarding his treasure. And, and in some instances, you know, they go and they dig it out and they do. They find like a small chest with a small little fortune and bam, you know, they're good. But in, in other times, I think in other stories I've, I've heard, it's uh, sometimes it's, it's either that's that's a demon, you know, that he's there to make a bargain with you. Like, let's say you like you want better. It's like, all right, give me your soul and I'm going to give you some of my treasure. Just go get it from this cave or this mountain, or this tree and shit, you know, but, um, yeah, other than that, I think, I think these were pretty good, you know, um, and, you know, that, that's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter, if you have a personal story to share, we'd love to hear from you, you can reach out to me through the Instagram page, a underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, until next time, keep your mind open, and sleep with one eye open.